Hello, SEO 101 listeners. WebmasterRadio.fm introduces over 101 reasons to love your smartphone even more. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEO 101 live every Monday or download thousands of past episodes or download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Search Cast, and more. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. So it's been a while. How is SMX Advanced? It was pretty amazing. Oh. We've, been, we've talked since then. It was, oh, no, it was West, not Advanced yet, right? Yeah, That's West. June. Advanced is coming up. I did pitch yeah, to, to speak at Advanced. I'm really hoping to, to get to speak at Advanced for the first time. Yes, that'd be cool, eh? No doubt. Yeah. Are, are you going this time? I don't. It doesn't look like it. Oh, I just can't. Well, smoke, smoke a cigar in a hot tub in your honor again. Uh, yeah, I know. Just uh, too much going on. Too busy. Can I say? Well, that's a good thing. It is good. It is good. But you have been up to something. I know. I know it was the Easter holidays. So uh, happy belated Easter. Hope you had a good time. Yep. Yep. Good. And then last yeah. week I was just sick and we couldn't do the show because I was like totally dead in bed. Oh, so, not as bad yes. as you were a couple weeks ago, though. So hopefully it's both out of both of our systems and we're good to go for a while. I hope so. I, I was actually sleeping part of the morning because I'm fighting it again. Oh, no. So, yeah. Too many late nights working. <laughs> <laughs> Coupled with baby waking up at 6 or 630 because I take her in the morning. <laughs> Too much fun. <laughs> yeah. Too much fun. It, it is. Well, joy, we, it, well, we've, we've gotten a bunch of good questions in, in the last couple of weeks and a couple of interesting things have happened. Um, in yeah. Space, well, first, I'd like to to uh, say hello to the uh, interior designer community on Google Plus. I just finished a, uh, a one hour, at least actually it was one hour and a half or so of uh, answering questions for the community on SEO. Nice. It was a blast. It was a ha- it first official cool. hangout. It was it was a great time. It was really really cool. What was the best question you got? Best question? Uh, that's tough. I don't know. I've, I've got no memory for stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I, I think. A lot of the questions on authorship were interesting. You know, that's uh, you know, it was supposed to be basic, so a lot of it was. Um, but some of the questions on authorship were really good. Um, it's it's definitely something people have a lot of interest in. Google Plus, there was it's probably the toughest question because you really have to just be very. Um, you just have to. There's a little bit of conjecture to say the least. Is just how much Google Plus is going to have an effect on results. Uh, so I mean, I said that there is obviously some effect in terms of what I've seen, and I couldn't share the article. Maybe you can, actually, John. I saw an article recently that was talking about how Google+, Plus, uh, having content in Google+, Plus increased the amount of times, or the, the amount of, uh, that your content would show up in actual Google results. Yeah, I think I read something about that as well, where an active Google+, Plus account tied to a brand helps that brand, they, the brand tends to do better in organic. 
But it has to be – you can't just have a Google Plus account. So it has to be very active, have a lot of people that are following it and have a lot of people in its circles. Um, and and the, I think the reason that that happens is because the fact that there's a lot of people that have that brand in their circles – Let's say, you know, like I happen to know that um, ABC News has like over 2 million people that have ABC News in their in their circles. So those 2 million people are going to see the ABC News more often because social some of this, some of the Google Plus is pulled in. The personalized results are going to show that a little more often. Their friends are going to be connected. So you're going to get more activity. I think that's where that comes from. If you have a really large followership, it's going to impact those people in organic search more. Um, but if you just have a page of 10 followers, you're not going to see it. Mm-hmm. That's my huh. speculation. No, that's good. That's good. That's a little more than I had to share, so thank you. I think uh, I, I did mention the show to everyone, and hopefully they'll be listening in. I probably have a few new listeners. Uh, so hello, and thank you for coming. Welcome uh, to the new listeners. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, let's get to some of those questions. Or, or do you want to start with news? There's been, oh God, there's been a lot going on. Well, let's, let's talk about something that's not even like news-related, because this was something I read um, last week, and it really struck me. And, and um, who, who was it? It was, uh, oh, shoot, Serps.com. Someone from Serps.com um, wrote an article about how do you explain SEO to your teenager? And it's like, it made me think about, you know, having to explain SEO to clients that have no idea what you're talking about. And I was just curious, you know, how do you explain it, Ross? What do you, when you have to talk to somebody very basic, very novice, very 101, how do you explain what SEO is? I actually kind of liked my, my answer on, because they actually asked me that, of course, when I started that presentation last week. And I'm trying to remember how I put it, but I guess I'll just go it off the cuff. Um, I don't really have, first of all, I don't really have one that I go, okay, this is for the absolute basic. I kind of go with whatever I've got in my head at the time. Um, essentially, I, I just say that um, once you have a website, there are certain signals that need to be seen by Google, which is this robot. Uh, it's, you just think of it as a robot. It comes to your page. It has to figure out what your content is about. Like, what is your website about? And when they go there, you need to make sure that those signals that will answer their question appropriately are, are showing up. Um, and then we can or sometimes we don't get into what those signals are. But, I mean, the basics would be title tag, which is what you can see at the top of your browser. So I try and walk them through what they see when they look at their own page. Again, this is people who are calling me and want to know more about what SEO is. They've heard it's important. Um, right. and, and then, you know, this is what adds up to being uh, – uh, a ranking result, um, but then you also have to earn it. Something that uh, Dana Look at you actually was mentioning to me a while ago, which was cool. We had a phone call, and uh, she was saying how she she gets across to her clients the word "earn," that is very important to earn your rankings, and it's a good way to put it. You know, you really do have to earn them. It's not a simple matter of of just optimizing a page. You have to earn it. Interesting. Uh, and, and it made me think because I recently revamped my presentations that I give. I, I give presentations to a lot of um, groups like um, realtors, HR executives. I'm doing some at the end of the month for autos and realtor and retail out in Oregon. But when I speak to these very specific groups, what I do is I try to start with setting a foundation of, you know, what is SEO? And in, in the past few months, I changed it. And I really like the way that it's going now. Just get your opinion. So basically, I start by talking about what is search to begin with. And search, if you, people forget that search engines are about search, and search is about looking for answers to questions. And you just mentioned that as well. If, every time somebody searches, they're asking a question, right? 
And literally 4.7 billion times a day, people are asking questions on Google. Think about that, 4.7 billion questions asked every day on Google. And what SEO is, is takes your pages and makes them the answers to those questions. And it finds all the different tweaks and things to help your answers to those questions float to the top. So it's not necessarily just about, you know, doing technical stuff to your page, but it's also about understanding what the questions are and creating answers on your site to answer those questions. So yeah, it's really, it, yeah. go, go I ahead. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like how you've in- integrated. I actually got into, how, you know, the questions and how to find the right keywords after that, what I was just mentioned to you. But I like how you've integrated both. Uh, so I might just adopt that myself. Very yeah, nice to Feel free to steal it. I think it's if, if we position SEO as about, it's not about fixing a website or something you do to a website. It's about helping you answer people's questions on your website, creating those pages or the content that's the answers to the question people are asking in search, and helping those answers rise to the top, flow to the top. You know, it makes me miss uh, doing speaking gigs because whenever I did, I also did the same thing. I started to hone the presentations and I learned those different elements and 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 how to make that message come across a little clearer it was part of what the part of the fun you know you had to do something because you're usually using somewhat of the same concept every time not the same presentation but same concepts and it's neat to to make those even better that's cool yeah well you're certainly doing a lot of them so good for you yeah i've got eight between the end of between now and the end of next month so it's like crazy well actually one of them just got pushed back a month so now it's seven i guess i could start doing that again Hmm. I was actually going to say, if there's anyone out there who uh, has a group that wants to do a hangout, I really enjoyed that. So if there's yeah. anyone out there who wants to do a hangout and wants to learn a more, little more about SEO, all I ask is that you have a, 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 a decent-sized community just because it does take me some time to do. And Why can't we do our own SEO 101 hangout? Oh, well, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no question. I was actually meeting like other communities. Because the one thing I like about that, and again, we're partly a marketing show, is... From my marketing perspective, it's great. I get to meet communities that may not have had any connection with what we do. True. It's opening up whole new markets, and, and, and it's really cool to hear how they already market. One thing that was really neat about the Interior Design Community Show was hearing how they go about their processes because it's a, it's a different market entirely. It, it was, I mean, there's not a lot I can share, but it was more like they got into um, – how they represent themselves online as interior decorators and uh, some of the, the tricks and stuff they do. It's, it's a great show. I've actually posted it on our uh, community page as well as our, uh, our, our Google Plus page. So, see, I'm confusing the two now. Community and Google Plus page. And I, I have to yet, yet to do it on the Facebook page. Cool. I think so. How long is it? It says like an hour and a half. No, no, it's only an hour. The actual recording, and I, I, I did imp- include a link to uh, uh, a nice little uh, uh, <laughs> call out of John on there. Oh, great! Thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna feel I'm not gonna like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you said you were gonna listen. You're gonna give me some nasty questions. So I thought, oh, well. But I'll, I didn't. I'll I didn't mark. give you nasty questions, did I? No, you didn't. No, you. you, oh, you nice. You, you should have been there because then at least uh, it would have been worthwhile. <laughs> you should have been you told me you were going to be there and you weren't all this teasing I just can't tell what's true and what's not Ugh. anyway <laughs> so uh, one of the things that I thought was kind of cool recently was uh, what Google's doing right now this is 
again, we're kind of Google-centric in a lot of stuff we're doing. But this was neat in that um, they're saying no to an FBI national security letter to access their information. That's right. They're fighting it. They are. They're fighting getting access to our info. No one else seems to do it, which is very, very disappointing. So so what what do you think their chances are of actually fighting it, though? I mean... a judge has already deemed it unconstitutional, what the government's doing, so I think it's pretty high. Interesting. Yeah, it's just a matter of having the money to fight it, and they do. <laughs> and, and <laughs> they, they can fight a lot of stuff for everybody. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That would be nice. They should have like a little raffle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, raffle off the next the, – what's our next uh, project we're going to fight? <laughs> exactly. Oh, this this person's uh, poodle going on the other person's lawn. All right, well, that's what came up. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it could be a ton of stuff. That's because I hate finding turd on my lawn. So there you go. It's all about me. Uh, pro- are they poodle turds? Are you sure? I assume so because poodles just annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get poodle, poodle, uh, poodle hate mail. I <laughs> just know it. <laughs> Uh, Just on that note, let's take a quick break so we can get back on track. <laughs> I think we need to. Yes. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G, digital.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Okay, class. Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to say what we were talking about before. Um, let's just jump right into uh, what's next. Now, do you mind if I just do the Facebook one quickly? Because you've got a good yeah, one coming up. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I thought this was pretty funny. And, and what I love is, uh, anyway, I'll get into it. Facebook's new home page for uh, uh, many phones, but Android phone is what stood out for me. Uh, is it only, I, I actually didn't watch the opening. Is it mainly for uh, Android phones at this point? No iOS, no Apple, just Android. Oh, still surprising. Uh, okay, well, uh, anyways, one thing is, if you've got a home partner ad, uh, device, so this is if you actually have one, and what they call that is in any of the devices out there, any smartphones that are Facebook Home compatible, um, I guess they're a partner, then uh, you still, you're, what you're going to have to do now is, since your home page will now be Facebook, if you want to go to a search and do a Google, Google search, you have to take three different steps to get to the search. Whereas before, if you're an Android user as I am, all you have to do is just pretty much unlock the phone, and press a button in the, or press press right in the search field, and you're off to the races. So that's going to make an impact on search alone. But what really cheesed me off is that if you don't have a quote unquote partner phone, uh, you will actually lose the search option. You can't even find it within your apps directory. <laughs> and, and, and the article writer or Danny actually wrote um, this. Danny Sullivan, this is on Search Engine Land, says he didn't didn't feel that uh, Facebook did this on purpose, but how can they not have some idea of what happens if you're not a partner? <laughs> it just doesn't make yeah, any sense. that's crazy. And I did. I watched the whole announcement, and I was totally underwhelmed with the whole thing. And, and it was really funny to me. <laughs> but, um, I was actually chatting a little bit on my Facebook page with Jill Whalen, and she's, she was totally underwhelmed as well. But th- the point that came out was through this whole presentation, they talk about how it completely took over your phone and made things so easy but never once did they even show you how you can actually get to your phone to make a call it's like i couldn't watching the whole thing i went back and it's like looked and i couldn't figure out how what button you would push to actually go to your phone to make a phone call it's like takes over your phone that dramatically i'm sure there's a way to do it but it, it wasn't real obvious through the presentation it gives me the absolute creeps. I yeah. don't know what the hell is that thing touching my phone. <laughs> yeah, and, and if they're not going to include Apple, I mean, how do they, they – they were talking about how this is the way they want people to experience Facebook on a mobile device through home. That's, how the, that's their goal is to get everybody to experience Facebook through this. But then we're not going to include Apple, which is not anywhere close to anybody because there's so many people using Apple. It's just really odd. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, – I guess he just felt like he needed to be in the limelight again for a bit. I don't know. I, th- I think this is one of those instances where a company says, um, we need to be in this space. We need to do this. But the people really don't want them to or don't need them to. So my, my gut is telling me it's not going to succeed it, unless they do some, something dramatic. I, I don't see it being a big kind of success like for them. When Google went into social without really, really doing social. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, we have to be there, but we're not going to do it right. Yeah, we're just going to say we're there, and you know, so we can say we're there. <laughs> now, you've got a, an interesting topic you you brought up here. Yeah, this was like this actually came up. Uh, I read an article about it, and I posted it on our community that we were going to be talking about this, and we had some really interesting conversation with a couple of people about it. Well, we but we should preface it's yeah, advanced. I want to preface that this is kind of advanced, so it's kind of techy, and I promised that I would try to keep it as simple as possible and explain things as we went along. So, so basically, what we're talking about here is getting 
content that is served via a programming language called AJAX indexed into search. So AJAX is one of those kind of programming languages where you can change the entire content of the page um, through pulling content from a database, but it does it on the fly and it doesn't change the URL. So, so it's all the same page and the URL never changes. So when the search engines come to this, they see the first, what we call the state of the page. But since the search engine can't push all the buttons and do all the programming that Ajax does, it can't see all the other content. So all that content that's inside of that Ajax program is invisible to the search engines in most cases. So right. there's been- so typically... Typically, Ajax is search unfriendly. Yes. So because, because it's unfriendly, there's been some attempts in the past to find ways to make it friendly. Now, there's an old school way from a few years ago called Hijax, which is a play off the Ajax name, that if you started coding it from the very beginning in a very specific way, <laughs> had to know exactly what to do using this Hijax technology, you could make some of that content visible. But it was really hard. You had to be a really good programmer to do it. It wasn't really something that the basic webmaster or a basic web developer could really handle. Um, a couple years ago, Google came out with something called a hash bang. Now, a hash bang, you might see it on Twitter. Twitter is like probably the place where you see it the most because most people are using it, where you, you do a hashtag and, an, and then an exclamation point in the URL. So, so if, you, if you look at your Twitter URL, it says twitter.com. Mine says twitter.com slash hash exclamation point slash John Karka. So that, that's a hash bang. So what the hash bang did was a way for the search engines to say, okay, this is an Ajax page, and it gave them the ability to, to dig into that content a little deeper. I personally don't know the technology that let that do that, but apparently it did and it worked. So you're um, essentially tagging the page. You're telling Google this is – this is Ajax. Please use the more sophisticated algorithms or whatever to understand this. Yes. Ross is, Ross is interpreting for me because I'm... Pretty- <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is the hash tag, in case no one knows, is the, the number sign on your phone. Yes. And in most cases, when, you, when, a, when a search engine gets to a URL, it will follow everything except for anything after a hashtag. So if you put a hashtag in a URL, normally everything beyond that hashtag is ignored by the search engine robots. Um, so this, this is why the hash bang was a little different than the standard implementation. So about six months ago, um, Google came out, maybe a little longer, Google came out and said, now if you use what's called a push state in HTML5, it, it's the best possible way to get your, get your Ajax content indexed. So if you use push state, It'll see everything because it actually changes the URL when you change the content of the page, even though it's through this Ajax database call, which is great. The reason it came up again last week is because Bing just came out and said, yes, using the put state in HTML5 is the best way to get your Ajax content indexed in search. So now we've got the top two major engines saying this is how you get your content. If it's being served via Ajax, this is how you get into search. So I just wanted to, to, to let everybody know that because this has been a, an issue for many years now because people love to use Ajax. It's a really great programming language. Um, and if you, until recently, if you did and you didn't do it right, you were going to have problems getting your site found in search. So if you, if you have Ajax, if your designer uses Ajax, ask them and request that they use the push state in HTML5 to serve that Ajax so you can get your content indexed. Yeah, and with Google and Bing now you know, liking this, that, that's great. It's a huge, 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 
uh, advance, I guess is what you'd call it. Now, just for everyone uh, who's interested in learning more and perhaps hearing Matt Cut say it, maybe he'll put it, I haven't actually seen this video, maybe he'll make it sound a little easier than we have, I don't know. Um, I did just post it to our SEO 101 community on Google+, Plus, uh, a link to his uh, ex- explanation via Search Engine Roundtable. So I'll say that oh. The best analogy I can make is everybody's really familiar with the fact that Flash can't be indexed. Most of the content in Flash is just non-indexable. And again, because of because of states of Flash, um, this is a this is the equivalent to if all of a sudden we were able to index the content in Flash. Same kind of thing. We can't. Don't don't get me wrong. We can't do it in Flash, but now we can do it in Ajax, which is great. Well, <laughs> we can do it in Flash, just not very well. It all it sees is text. It doesn't actually see any of the, the, the uh, structure to it. So we, we can get into the debate. It, <laughs> basically, okay. what, what it sees is the first state. It'll actually follow links in Flash. It will, um, it will read the content. It'll see the images. However, it will only see the very first state. So yes. when we talk about states in Flash, if you mouse over it or click on something and a flash does something, it's changing states. So anytime you change anything, or if it's, if it's uh, animated, it's constantly changing states. So the only thing the search engines can see is the very first state, and then it's not real reliable. It's getting better, but it's still not real reliable even seeing that. Yeah. yeah and flash is pretty much, I mean, isn't it kind of disappearing? I don't know enough about it lately. It's, I haven't seen it much. Apple pretty much gave it its death deathbed nail, put the nail in the coffin, so to speak, when they mm. stopped it. Because people, especially since HTML5 is so much better and does all the same stuff and more. Yeah, I, I got to admit, I, I really don't, I haven't looked at all into HTML5, so I don't really understand how it works. But uh, it's got to be pretty in-depth if it can do anything like Flash does. Yeah. Is it PHP? Is it, what, what is it based on? Um, think of it as HTML5 is a... Is HTML that also allows you to do programmic calls like if-then states, and it's, it's a programming language where HTML was really just a scripting language. HTML5 is more of a full-scale programming language. Yeah, I mean, it seems crazy to ask PHP for HTML. I just I can't imagine HTML so basic how we could do it. So yeah, it'd be interesting. I'm gonna have to look into it. But, uh, on that note, let's take a quick break, and we get back. We're gonna jump into a couple questions before the end of the show. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Time now for another exciting episode of Face of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algorithm. That ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. Clear, the agency brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding-edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Clear, this is how you sell with social. Clear, this is how you sell with social. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So, what's the first question we're going to run with here? I'll put a little note in there for you on it. <laughs> Let's do the email you, that you got a while back, because it's the oldest one. Yes, okay. Um, this is from Kevin. Uh, thanks for sending this in, Kevin. He says, I had a question about the rel equals author. What if my company created a G-plus profile on an author's name, and there are many authors writing on that profile? But the author is writing about the same niche, uh, but all different niche. Okay, I lost it. So what I think he's doing is he's trying to, from what I read, he wants to have one Google-plus account that's his authorship account. And a bunch of authors. all different niches, I see. Each of the authors do different niches. Um. That's not a good idea. No. Not at all. You run with this. I think you've got more experience than that. Yeah, so the idea is if you've got a bunch of authors, each author needs to have their own author rank. Now, if you want to try to get some authority for your site itself, you might consider using rel equals publisher. Um, but rel equals publisher really only has the, it really has impact mostly in Google News. So it really depends on where you're trying to rank. If you're trying to rank in Google News, I definitely recommend Rel equals Publisher. Um, but if you try to put a bunch of authors on the same Google Plus account, what that does is it, it messes with the bylines. So the bylines of the articles need to match the Google Plus account. So if you have five different authors with all of different bylines and different names going back to one Google Plus account, most likely that's going to negatively impact the, the author rank, not positively impact it. You're going to have problems if you do that. Um, I've actually seen the reverse of that as well. We may have talked about in the past is where one article will be claimed as um, you know, authorship is, a, is assigned to it from five different websites. Five different mm-hmm. authors on five different websites trying to claim the same piece of content. It's, you're, what you're doing is the opposite of that, and both of those are not good. You need it to be one-to-one relationship. One author with one article with one Google Plus account. Yeah, I mean, one of the interesting uh, considerations, and again, I, the reason I pretty much hand these to you, because obviously you're running news sites, so you have to deal with this all the time. What happens if an author moves on? Are they, are they using their own accounts by any, way, by any means? Can they move with them, or do you guys? Yes, yes definitely. Author rank should stay with the person. So our policies are the, uh, the author rank is assigned to the person. So as long as they're working with us, you know, it's going to help our sites if their author rank is better. And, and, but if they move on, they take that with them. 
And, you know, so, yes, we might lose some strength because the author leaves, but his articles are still on our site. As long as we don't change the bylines, as long as we don't change the Google Plus for the articles he's already published, we still get that author rank, right? As long as, because I've seen people that, that take blogs when someone leaves, they change the name, you know, they pretend like the person never worked for the company. Well, then you actually are losing, uh, losing because you're getting rid of that author rank that's assigned to that post because the author does take it with them. But... The content that stays on your site assigned to that author stays on your site. Does that make no. does that make sense to you, Ross? Oh, totally. When I start thinking about it critically, like throwing wrenches at it as much as I can, I, I think what happens if that author leaves and really foils his own his or her own um, reputation online? Um. Then uh, that, that's a good question. Then if they they start doing shady stuff and. You know, having a see, I haven't heard that there's like a negative author rank yet. So you either have none or you grow it. Well, it's but, also new. Yeah. 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 So at this point, there's there's nothing they could do to hurt you, but it just the help that they were giving you goes away. I would not be surprised if sometime in the future that there ends up being some type of negative um, impact from people that are doing really really shady stuff, and they can identify those people. Um, but I don't know if that's happening at this point. Yeah, see, I have a lot of my staff have their own at Stepforth accounts, right? And yep. they write under those names. They can't take those with them. I mean, there's no way I can do that. Um, it's not even possible. <laughs> so, so what you do, here, that's a very good point. So there's, there's two primary ways to establish authorship. There's the email verification, which is if you have an email address at the website that you're publishing on, all you have to do is verify your email address and you can get authorship for that website only, right? So mm-hmm. for, for your folks like Scott who has a step fourth email address, if he went through the email verification, he would automatically get authorship for step fourth. And that would stay with step fourth forever as right. long as you never change the byline. Now, the other way to do it is if you want to – if Scott moves on and say he goes to, to like search engine land, I recently <clears throat> move over to search engine land, and she's going to start writing, I want her author rank as she grows because her author rank for SEO is going to get better and better and better as she writes for search engine land. I want the few posts that she did on our blog to go you know, take advantage of her growing author rank. Mm-hmm. The way to do that is to set up authorship rank not via email but via the actual Profile. tag. Yeah, the actual tagging. So there's a there's a meta tag you can put in the header of a page that ties that page directly to a Google Plus account. So if we were to tie that page, her posts, directly to her Google Plus account, and she kept us as an author in her profile. So, so one of the things you have to do to, to sign authorship is go to your Google Plus profile and add places that you've been published. So there's a little list say, I'm published here, 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 and here. As long as she keeps our blog on that list, we would retain the authorship, and as she grows, we would grow. And it's, it's to her benefit to do that. But the, the other key issue here, which we can't skirt over, is that Google Plus account must be on her personal email address. That's critical, personal Gmail account. Because well, otherwise, it, I mean, Ross, Stepforth is a, a Google Apps domain. They could have a Google Plus personal account with that, or profile with that. Right, so it has to be a, a personal profile. I don't think it has to be a Gmail address, so let's don't get that wrong. You can have a personal good, right. a Google Plus profile with some other kind of email. It just has to be a personal profile. It's funny. I've never done that, but of course that makes sense. I've, I've always had Gmail accounts, so I've only ever done yeah. it that way. I've always done it with Gmail as well, but you don't have to. Yeah. Great. Hey, 
that was cool. Lots of good points there. Well, I hope uh, a lot of you guys have gotten out of a lot of our show today. I know we've got some, a few more questions we were, we were going to try to get to, but we're already over time. So uh, you'll just have to tune in next week. And remember, we, are, we air every Monday, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And uh, if you have any questions, you can send them to Ross at StepForth.com or post them on our Google Plus community, SEO 101. Uh, we've got so many places now. Facebook.com slash SEO 101 podcast, which frankly is, is starting to peter a little bit. Just We do go there, but it's, it's petering a bit because our community is rocking. It's awesome. Yeah, everybody's um, going to the Google Plus community. It's, it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's a great community. It's, over, it's, over 560 people now. So if, if you really want quicker replies, frankly, that's the place to be. Um, we only have so much time, and, and it seems we're putting more time in there because that's where the action is. So uh, keep that in mind. And it's easy to find. Just Google Plus, type in SEO 101, and it's either at the top or it's one of the first uh, communities you'll find. Now, uh, I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, everyone, and, and we hope to talk to you next week. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.